Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. I am Avishai L, Certified Holistic Health Coach, Certified Raw Food Educator, and Lifestyle Expert. I have worked with clients all over throughout my years of health coaching. I have helped people lose weight without dieting, reverse disease, and find their paths in life. I now work with women all over, gain their energy back, get rid of their stress, drop those pounds through nutrition without sacrificing their food favorites and their authenticity. There's a few things you should know about me. I am blunt as fuck. I don't adhere to societal norms. I don't have a rigid corporate mindset. And well, I don't give a fuck. You shouldn't give a fuck either. I'm not a vanilla daisy with a side of fluff. And this is the most unfiltered holistic health and wellness podcast. I will be interviewing top holistic health and wellness experts, spiritual healers, and discussing all health and wellness topics. I mean, I could sit here and talk about broccoli and its antioxidants and how it is a cruciferous vegetable or cinnamon and how its chemical constituent cinnamaldehyde has an effect on metabolism, but we are taking it a step further. You are going to be immersed in all things health, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects, your relationships, personal, interpersonal, and interdependent. We are going to completely overhaul your life for the better. Each week, we are pushing the envelope of what normal is. This is a judgment-free zone. Vanilla daisies and fluff muffins be gone. Grab your nutrient-dense donuts, your pizza with cheese, made from nutritional yeast and other goodness and a green juice because it's going to be just that juicy make sure you are subscribed to the avian filtered podcast and you leave a review share it with a friend or two or more or everyone that would be interested in this podcast today's episode called mama boss i have a special guest sharing her tips as how you can be a mom and a boss at the same time, how she balances it out, how you can balance it out, sharing systems that work for her so she can create more time freedom and to help you create more time freedom for yourself. And it's just going to be a fabulous, fabulous interview. I'm very excited for you to get these tips because I know that everyone is at home now, probably trying to manage everything and it's high stress, high anxiety. So hopefully this episode will lessen that. Stay tuned. She'll be on in a sec. I'm here with owner and founder of The Mama Boss, a mother of five, a wife and a serial entrepreneur. She has owned and been partners in businesses ranging from financial, retail, consulting, and fitness over the last 16 years. She helps mama bosses to create more time by creating systems and processes and leveraging a team. She is on a mission to help more women create more income, impact, and build their legacy. She believes that as women, we can have it all, but it doesn't mean we should do it all. Welcome Sarah Goosen to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. So Sarah, tell us, when did you start the Mama Boss? Yeah, so I actually started the Mama Boss back in 2015. But at that time, I was also running my gym business. So it was something that was kind of like this 
hate to say it, but side hustle as it were. So I would take one-on-one clients on here and there, um, but it definitely wasn't my primary focus. Um, so back in December, I actually buttoned up the business with um, the gym and just decided to go full in on this um, in February. So yeah. Nice. So February this year, correct? Yes. February of this year. Yep. Awesome. And how has that been for you? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I really, um, when I finished up with the gym, I was like, well, maybe I'll sell real estate or maybe I'll do this. And I actually also went and worked like, well, maybe I'll start a coffee shop. So I went and worked at a coffee shop to see if I wanted to start a coffee shop. And then I'm like, well, girl, you already have the mama boss. Why don't you just do that? (laughs) And so, you know, you know how we do, we got to like figure it out while we figure it out. It's just silly. Exactly. You go back to like what you originally love. You're like, hello, this is what I do every day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So do you help mama bosses online, offline, or both? Yeah, a little bit of both. So I have one-on-one coaching. We do um, courses. And then we'll also be next year, 2021, we will be expanding into mama boss retreats. Nice. Um, which I'm super, super excited about. That's awesome. So what are you going to have at those retreats? So the retreats, so I don't know if anyone who's ever been to like a conference or a mastermind event or something like that, like you have three days where you're in a conference room and you come out at night <laughs> after being in a meeting all day. And so I really found that I wanted to create a safe environment for the women who work with me to not only learn, but to have some fun on these like learning endeavors, right? So that's eventually what, that's essentially what these retreats are going to become is just this incredible place where we can learn and grow as business owners. And also in the afternoons, have a little more fun, have a little adventure, kind of build that sisterhood. So that's really what these retreats are going to be about. And they'll probably be about three to four days. And I'm just I'm so excited. You should be. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. Retreats are so much fun for people just to detox and relax and fill their cups, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that as women, I don't think we give ourselves enough permission to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With a lot of responsibility, like you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur and you have children. So you have a lot of responsibilities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So how did you come up with the name Mama Bosses and the philosophy behind it? Um, Yeah, so the Mama Boss was actually birthed from my own experiences as an entrepreneur. I had had a lot of coaches and mentors over the years, all of whom were men, and they were amazing, and they helped me tremendously to grow my businesses. But I got to this point... um, shortly before I started the mama boss where I was burned out, I was tired, I was overweight, I was out of shape and being in the fitness industry, you're not allowed to be overweight and out of shape, right? Yeah. Um, it felt like my life was falling down around me that even though I had financial success and the business was just thriving, me as a person was just falling to pieces. And so I actually had gone to a mastermind meeting and at that meeting, I I just, I fell apart, had this total come apart. Um, and I remember looking at my husband who was sitting next to me and saying, babe, this is what success looks like. I don't want any part in it. And we have to do something to change it. 
And so from that moment on, I gave myself 90 days to basically regain control of my business that had become like this out of control toddler, right? Like, honey, I shrunk the kids situation or honey, I blew up the kids, the toddler, like that's rampaging everything. That's what the business felt like to me. And so <clears throat> over the next 90 days, it was really getting a hold on that toddler <laughs> and shrinking that toddler to the point where it was the tasks that I had to do within the business were manageable for me. Um, and through going through that process of creating systems, creating processes, hiring a team and actually training that team, right? Because at that point, I'd already had a team. I just wasn't very good at training them. I wasn't good at holding them accountable. And so I took that as a period to be like, okay, I just had to get really honest about what I was prioritizing and the things I was allowing to run my life. And so that's really where the mama boss came from was my own pain of having gone through this, like, I want to just burn the sucker down and be done with it. Um, to being like, okay, this is actually a business that I run. It's not running me anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And coming from this place of having to figure it out, even though I had all these amazing mentors, I had all these amazing coaches um, who helped me grow the business. I had to figure out how to make the business and my life work together as opposed to like hustle, hustle, grind, grind. Right. Which is what these very masculine coaches were telling me to do. And like anyone else who's listening to this, like you can outwork anyone almost as a point of pride, right? It's like, yeah. oh, you tell me to work harder. Okay. You tell me to work longer. Okay. Because mm -hmm. you you know, I don't know about you, but I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder, right? It's like, I got something to prove. Yeah. And so every time they told me to work harder, I'd work harder. Every time they told me to work longer, I'd work longer. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that's not the point of owning a business after going through just kind of this earth shattering situation. Um, and so that's where the mama boss came from is creating that transformation in my own life and realizing it doesn't have to be so hard and it doesn't have to be all consuming. Nice. So during that three month period, what, what process did you go through? And I'm glad your husband stepped in and said, you know, if this is what success looks like, then I don't want any part of it. You know, that yeah. he was so caring and he is caring. Um, so what process did you go through to eliminate and um, get rid of things that were bogging you down and making you feel stressed? Yeah. So first thing I had to do was figure out where I was spending my time. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually doing that right now in um, a five-day challenge I'm doing with my community is recognizing where I was spending my time. And based off where I was spending my time, what was I actually valuing with my time, mm -hmm. with what I was paying attention to? So yeah, I was working 18 hours a day, but truth be told, I was really only doing like three hours of productive work, right? And so I had to get honest with my time. And then from getting honest with my time, I had to get honest about like, what are my priorities? What does success look like to me once I'm putting those priorities where they deserve to be? And from there, um, making a plan to make my life serve me, right? Mm -hmm. But it had, it had to come from this place of like incredibly awesome awareness, like having those hard conversations with yourself and looking at things that you don't want to look at doing the time study, like 
how much time am I actually spending on my phone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. So that was, that was really um, the beginning of the process. And then from there, it's like, how do I hire? Um, how do I train? How do I create systems? How do I create processes? And how do I just make creating systems and processes um, part of the culture of my business that I was growing? Right. Like, Right. It's super important. I believe in creating around your peace versus creating around your work schedule because it will drain the fuck out of you and you just feel dragged in every fucking direction. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely will. Yeah, absolutely will. Yeah. Yeah. So how many hours would you say you work a week now that you've seen, okay, I'm productive during this time and productive during that time? You know, it varies on the week. Um, but for the most part, I know, I like, I like to call it my focus time. So I schedule between three to four hours a day, just focus time. Okay. And sometimes I'll get more done in that focus time. So maybe the next day I can do two hours. I aim to do between 12 and 18 hours of like focused work a week. Um, and that's just like doing the things that only I can do in my business. Everything else gets delegated out or it simply doesn't get done. I love that. I really do. It just doesn't get done. <laughs> yeah. It gets delegated or it doesn't get done. It's like, whatever. I did the best I could, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the things we make important oftentimes aren't the things that are important, right? Yeah, that's true. And a lot of things, a lot of things that people think are important, they're thinking that it's important based off of a a level of importance that I think corporations and society have put on people like that you have to work all day or you have to do this. It's like, well, you know, does busting your ass and, you know, being stressed is, is you know, it, it depends on what your definition of success is. You know, some people think that that's what success is. So I'm glad Absolutely. you made, you, you cleared your, you cleared your space. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you help mama bosses create more income and impact while they're building their legacy? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the thing is, as you're building a team, so after you, you set the foundation, you create the systems, you create the processes, you can delegate those things out, whereby you're creating jobs. And when you create jobs, like as a solopreneur, you're the only one moving the business forward. All of the results fall on your shoulders, period, end of story, good, bad, right, or wrong. Um, But when you start bringing people into your organization, even if it's just an administrative assistant or uh, maybe a salesperson or something, you're bringing more people in, you're giving your business more energy, right? Because you have more people, you have more mind power, you have more, you're taking your, say, 40 hours a week and you're multiplying it by someone else's 40 hours a week. And then you're also multiplying that with their creativity and their thoughts and just, um, so leveraging your business and growing a team, though growing a team and your employees, they're always going to be your greatest liability. They're also gonna be your greatest asset, right? And I think for so many entrepreneurs, we look at it and we go, I can't hire someone because what if I can't trust them? I can't hire someone because what if they make a mistake? I can't hire someone because what if they burn me? I can promise you all of those things are going to happen. It's part of learning how to grow a team. But by growing a team, 
you create more manpower, which means you can leverage your business, right? But there's also better ways to manage a team. And um, that's really where I love to help my clients um, is helping them to not only grow a team, but manage a team and manage them effectively because nobody comes out of the box as like this fierce leader. Like nobody that I know of, I mean, sure you have leadership qualities, but nobody inherently is an awesome leader, right? And so that's really where I like to help my clients because you can grow your team, you can grow your income, you can grow your profits, you can grow your legacy. Because as you have a team too, there's things that they can take off your plate that you don't have to do anymore so you can focus on other things, whether it's um, getting out in your community, having speaking events, volunteering your time, um, talking more to your customers and finding out what they want, right? right? So there's a lot of things that just growing a team opens up for you, the entrepreneur, to do. Right. It's not just you. So how do you go about picking a team and picking out people that you can trust? Yeah. So first thing that I recommend, there's actually like three things, three foundations that you want to have in place. The first one is you want to have your core values as a company. Okay. And the core values is essentially what helps us make our decisions. Okay. Um, so no, just to give an example, number one core value for any of my companies is don't be a dick. And, you know, yeah. I, I think that's just a good rule for life. Yeah. But as I hire someone in, if they are someone who's not a team player, if there's someone who's perpetually aggressive, if there's someone who doesn't take coaching, they're not going to last long. And I look at that and go, okay, well, it was fun, but thanks for playing. You're leaving now on to the next. Mm -hmm. um, but you can also suss that out through the interview process and the questions you ask, right? Right. Um, but knowing what you stand for also is going to help you through that interview process. So that's where core values comes in. The second one is a client-centric mission. And your client-centric mission is essentially, it's how your company makes decisions and how you're going to teach your employees to make decisions for your company as well as your customers. Because at the end of the day, without customers, we don't have company. Without customers, we don't have a business. So we really want to focus on those customers in part of our um, just foundational structures. So we've got those core values. You've got client-centric mission. And um, last but not least is, I'm forgetting right now. It's okay. I just got it, and it's gone. So we'll just go with the two, core values, client-centric mission. Um, and when you have those, oh, and your mission, your company mission, that was the third one. Um, and when you have those three foundations, they become like your North Star for hiring, for firing, for um, just guiding your business and your culture, which at the end of the day, I think it's okay to also realize that your first few hires are probably going to be a disaster right? Um, but it's a learning experience for you, um, the business owner, to become a better leader, to become a better delegator, and just to become a better um, entrepreneur. That's good. Knowing what you 
you stand for and what you love helps you weed out people. Same thing in life. You got to set those boundaries or you're just going to be bombarded by shit you don't like. And it's, you'll feel overwhelmed and drained again. <laughs> so that's, Absolutely. That's super important. I'm always setting boundaries and weeding out what I don't need and embracing, you know, what I need. So that's, that's great. And I think every entrepreneur should do that, you know, when Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what systems do you have in place that give you more time freedom? Who girl systems that I have in place that give me more time freedom. I mean, honestly, every system I create is designed to give me more time freedom. So it could be anything from every time I create um, email automations, mm -hmm. you know, blocking that focus time, that three to four hour focus time where that gives me more time freedom because when I have email automations, I don't have to send single emails, right? Um, it could be the days that I podcast. So like you, I have a podcast and I only do my interviews for my own podcast on Thursdays. So my focus time during Thursday is solely on interviews as opposed to what I was doing when I first started podcasting which was doing an interview here, an interview here, an interview here, an interview here. And I had to pull back and go, this isn't working for me because the lag between podcast and my next activity was too great. Like I would have to refocus, right? Um, so even just like blocking your days for specific activities, I think is a really good one. Um, or planning your social media posts, doing that all on a day. Um, so anything that you can batch on a day or a given time is going to be solidly helpful, which I think for a lot of people, they're like, <gasps> but I'm such a creative, right? And that's kind of how I've always seen myself is I'm such a creative. I just want to go with the flow. But it was when I realized that my, my going with the flow was taking me completely out of flow that I'm like, girl, you got to put some structures around this. You got to put, you got to give yourself some boundaries. Right. <laughs> Right. I think intuition and, you know, that creative flow along with the system works really well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause sometimes you will fill all over the place. So in terms of your, your email automations, which I think is excellent and something that I do as well, do you do them like three to four months out or like a month ahead? How do you do that? Um, it really depends. Sometimes I'll just do email automations for the next week, sometimes for the next two weeks, sometimes for the next month. It really just depends on what I'm offering mm -hmm. and um, how evergreen something is, as well as like, sometimes I just want to send an email to say, hey, homies, how's things going outside of an automation? So also kind of giving myself freedom for that. Um, but no less then nine, um, nine, nine email sequences, nine day email sequences at a time. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good way to be because you'll be writing everything every single day, <laughs> writing newsletters every day. <laughs> it, exhausting. <laughs> it is. I've been there. Yeah. Absolutely. So how can people start to create their own time freedom for themselves? Yeah, I think first of all, just getting honest with what you're actually doing with your time is important. Evaluating what time freedom actually looks like for you and your values within that. Like, what are your priorities? 
um, with my clients, I look at 11 different life buckets and we just kind of figure out from those 11 buckets um, what's important to them. So for our current five-day challenge, I have my ladies looking at like, what does success in your relationship look like? What does success as a parent look like? And what does success in your work look like over the next 90 days? And how can you break that down to daily or weekly activities, right? So for maybe your relationship, you're like, well, girlfriend needs to get it like at least twice a week. How are we going to make this happen, right? That's a low low number. (laughs) Really low. Yeah, like at least least seven. Come on. I know. (laughs) I'm good with. No, I totally get it. But, you know, I mean, establishing what that looks like for you right? yeah some people it's and I think you also have to consider like when we're looking at marriage and partnership where is your partner at as far as like all that it's another topic for another day <laughs> it's unfiltered you could say what you want <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> so having um just having that, like, do you need it two times a week? Do you need it three times a week? Do you need it five times a week? And where's your partner going to meet you halfway there, right? Yeah. Um, Hopefully not at one or two. (laughs) Seriously, girl. Seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I just need more. I need more. That's all I know. Um, And then, um, so, again, using your partnership, your relationship, you know, looking at that sexy time, looking at maybe date night, um, quiet time in the evening. When are you going to shut off your devices? Like, and just creating those structures around your day and your time, even in your quiet time is huge. Um, so figuring out what your what's important to you and how you can go about getting it with the daily actions that need to be taken. And sometimes they're not daily actions. Sometimes it's like weekly actions. Um, but definitely taking time to schedule things in too is a big thing, especially in the beginning. Schedule yeah. is king. Now, how do you manage your schedule? I know you have a team, but you also have five children, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you how do you schedule in time to spend with them, focus on your work? What do you do? Yeah, so basically I tell my children the work that needs to get done for the day. Um, and if I get it done by noon or I get it done by two or whatever it is, um, then we can do whatever they want to do. So, I mean, it's almost, we have like breakfast together in the morning and, and these are the things we discuss. And, um, they also know that, I mean, my children, they're a little older now. So my youngest is 10. My oldest is 20. So I only have like three kids at the house right now. Um, but I've also owned businesses since they were infants. So, it's really having that communication with my children and setting those expectations is key. Um, but also something that I've done in the past that I also recommend other people do with kids to get your children bought into your success and your own journey is bring them in, right? So an example that I like to use is we love to travel. Me and my daughters, we love to travel. I took my daughter, Emma, to Paris for her 10th birthday. And then I took my daughter, Eilina, to Disneyland um, for her eighth birthday. And then last summer, 
we took two months off and did a road trip. And so we really, our time together is the most precious time to me, but I know, and I make sure they know that if you want this time, there has to be sacrifice. There has to be, um, like everyone has to give a little to get to that two month road trip or to get to that trip to Paris. Um, and so what I did was back when we first started doing this is I actually made a little chart and on the chart, I put hundred dollar boxes as many, I think there were like, I think it was a hundred, hundred dollar boxes. Cause I'm like, if we get to a hundred K, then we can go to Paris. If the business has done this, we've paid for our trip to Paris and as well as the business itself. And so what happened was, is I made this little box and we had our goal at the bottom of what we were going to do and when we were going to do it. And every night I would get home from work and now I'm working at home with my new business, but every night I would get home from work and my daughter would ask me, so how was it? How many boxes are we checking off today? And it was really great you know, it was, it was amazing because I knew I had cheerleaders at home mm-hmm. who were also bought into the vision. And so they get to scratch off their boxes. Right. And it's like, okay, so we have five more boxes till we get to go to Disney or we have five more boxes till we get a book, our trip to Paris or whatever it was. And, um, that's honestly probably the best way that I found just getting the buy-in from your children mm-hmm. when they're little, it's like stolen moments your work is stolen moments. It's not so much the parenting is stolen moments. Um, but as they've gotten older, like that's really how I'm like, okay, what do you guys want to do? What trips do you want to take this year? Um, what memories do you want to make? And each year, um, I try to have at least one trip, like one, one week trip with each kiddo because they are so your children outside of the family complex are their own incredible little humans. Mm -hmm. And it's such a treasure to be able to like get to know them as who they are, not just who they are within the family unit. Right. Right. And so, um, I hope that answered your question. That did. That was (laughs) such a beautiful answer. This is, (laughs) this is a second interview I've done today where I have baby children, fever, mommy fever, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I think that's amazing you take a week and spend time with them and just let them express themselves individually so I wanted to ask you during that two months off are you working with clients or are you just like I'm offline I'm not doing anything I'm focusing on my children and my family no I mean I do book in at least an hour to two hours a day where we go hang out at a coffee shop and, you know, do meetings or take client calls or whatever that is. Um, But like using the road trip as an example, there were a lot of times where I simply didn't have service. So it was, (laughs) turns out a lot of back roads in the U S are serviceless. Like you have, you're like, Oh, just use Google maps. No girl, you're going to have to get a paper one because Google don't work out here. The, th- the things my children may never understand, but it's totally fine. Um, so yeah, I definitely do take time, even if it's like an afternoon where it's like, okay, we're going to be, so we stayed in San Francisco for part of our trip. And I'm like, okay, girls, I'm just going to need three hours. You guys can hang out on the boardwalk. Um, get some food, watch the sea lions, do whatever you want to 
do as long as I can see you because they're still fairly young, right? Like you're in my vision, right. but I'm going to be on my laptop for a few hours or a few minutes. If you need me, I'm right here and I see you. And so that was something that we could do is just take that time um, to work. I definitely, I never, ever recommend, and this is something that I think we need to be aware of. You can travel, you can live the laptop life, but never, ever take your eye off the ball with your business. You still have to have ways to plug into your business. And with that, it's like, what is your meeting cadence? So for me, daily huddles are huge. So like in the morning, have a 10 minute meeting with your team. What's going, like what projects are you working on? What's going well and where do you need help? And that also helps to dictate your day as a owner, as an entrepreneur. Um, and then also just having those weekly meetings. So when I was doing this two months of traveling, sometimes I would have some work, but for the most part, plugging in once a day with those daily huddles was a godsend. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're informed still while you're on vacation. Awesome. Absolutely. You don't, because I mean, I think we have to remember that when the, you know, what is it? When the cat is away, the mice will play. Mm-hmm. It's important that as business owners, even if we're on the other side of the world from our business or on the other side of the world from our team, that we're always connected. And I think that's probably one of the beautiful things about this digital age right. is we can always stay connected. Exactly. So what specific tasks do you delegate to a team and what specific tasks can a mama boss or aspiring mama boss delegate to her team? Um, so when it comes to the most important tasks that we need to do as business owners, um, regardless of what season in business are in, if you're like, oh, I'm just now thinking of hiring someone or I'm just now like, so let's just use that. If you're just now looking to hire someone, admin tasks are the first thing I recommend to give away. Like someone else can put the names into the auto responder. Someone else can do the, cause they, they take a while and they don't pay back much, right? So they're high time, low value. And you can pay someone, I mean, even upwards of $21 an hour and still have that time back. But I think as an entrepreneur, we need to remember our number one, our number one um, goal as the entrepreneur, as the business owner is to drive business, right? To become the rainmaker, to drive business and to get sales. And so if that means you're creating a marketing series, a marketing sequence, that is something that you need to do until you can hire someone who can find your voice and do it for you. Mm-hmm. That's like the video recordings. Only you can do those. Right. And I'm talking more of like an online business space. Right. Right. Um, sales. Sales is usually the last thing I recommend delegating out because no one is going to be able to sell as well as you can. Um, and then customer care. So customer care is one of those things when it comes to, People always want to be connected to the business owner, right? They yes. love that. Mm-hmm. So you never want to completely shut off customer care. But that's not to say that you can't delegate out certain customer care tasks like responding to emails or responding to Facebook messages or whatever that is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> basically the FAQs. So, but when you're looking at what tasks do you delegate out first, admin tasks are the first to go, always and forever. 
Awesome. That's awesome to do. Definitely <laughs> create yeah. that time freedom, delegate. You don't have to do everything, you know. Uh, how can mama bosses work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, on Facebook, it's the mama boss with Sarah Gosen. You can find me on Instagram at the mama boss. Um, you can also go to my blog is the mama boss.com. And, um, I also have my podcast, the mama boss with Sarah Gosen. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for those extremely helpful tips. Um, to creating time, freedom, building that legacy, impact, all of that. It was amazing. And thank you so much for being on the Avium Filtered Podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Yes. I thank Sarah so much for coming on the Avian Filtered podcast and sharing those wonderful, wonderful tips, reminding us to have that focused attention and to make time for ourselves and to definitely outsource to people. Remember, 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 you do not have to do everything. I'm so glad she said that because I used to think that I had to do everything until it got to be too much to manage. So I thank her for coming on and reminding us that we are meant to live the best life ever and to still have that work-life balance if you want to work with Sarah I have all of her info in the show notes have an unfiltered day and I will see you next week